You're listening to Very Loose Women. Hello, listeners. You are listening to Very Loose Women, live on Resonance 104.4 FM, or maybe you're listening on podcast. I'm Flory, and I'm joined on this first episode back from our summer break by Soy and Leo. Hello. Uh, <laughs> welcome, listeners, to Series 19. This is very exciting. Uh, we are Very Loose Women, of course, and now on at the live time of 9pm every Wednesday here on Resonance. So thankfully, no more late Wednesday nights for us. And I just wanted to bring us back in for our first celebration or frustration of the season. Mine's, mine's a mixed bag in terms of celebration and frustration. Um, because okay so I went to my mum's and every time I go to France I get some sort of sort of bodily dysfunction I think it's related to anxiety so actually quite relevant to this show Mm. spoiler alert Um, (laughs) so I okay so last time I went so usually I have all sorts of stomach trouble but this time it it manifested itself in a slightly different way and this so what I'm about to say is going to appeal to some listeners who are into sort of exploding bodily functions and not to people who are like oh that's gross so long story short I had a lymph node which is like a cyst on my armpit I told you it was going to be glorious and um, so day three of the trip to my mum's it exploded and loads of okay this is going to get quite graphic pus came out That's but also watery nice. pus initially <laughs> that had chunks in it oh my god well, i don't know about this <laughs> many of which were little orange triangles it what? was it was completely insane and a little what like what are you made of <laughs> that's exactly what <laughs> are you happy that we're back on air soiler thankful i'm thankful that that's what we're starting with <laughs> okay so anyway i'm very happy that i am in a relationship before i say this live on Public radio. So. <laughs> what would that be the thing that puts people off? Yeah. And My. you think that saying that live on public radio is going to make you stay in that relationship? I like the amount that Ellie has heard about my exploding lymph node cyst is sort of, I mean, it's not just Ellie. My mum, my mum's actually really into it. She loves exploding nice. stuff. Um, she's one of the small group of people who are into that. Ellie's sort of into it as long as it's blackheads, not so much lymph nodes in my armpit. She finds mm. it very disgusting. My mum likes picking my spots for me, mm. squeezing my spots. Yeah. She's like, can I get that? Yeah. <laughs> no. That's what I say to Ellie. I love squeezing them. It's so satisfying. <laughs> so, Ida, what's your frustration or celebration? Um, I couldn't decide. I'm going to go with um, my friend moved house this weekend. And I think the... So it's a little bit of a frustration in that um, I've not done exercise for quite some time and she's decided to move to, like, the fourth floor of a place where there's no, uh, like, lift. And um, I am the, I'm the kind of person who's like... She was like, we need a male friend to lift the heavy boxes. And I was like, no, we don't. And then elected to lift, like, heavy stuff. And then I could feel it in my butt cheeks, my butt muscles. What? Carrying things? Like, like afterwards on Monday. I you was really like, lifted that. I was like, oh, that was a, wow. a, 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 a workout. Wow, butt muscles. I See, I'd get that from cycling, but maybe not stairs. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think, um, you know they have at gyms now, like mm. a stair machine? Yeah. Um, I, I reckon that's what it's for. Okay. <laughs> Prepping butt, butt muscles. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I have recently put on five kilos, and are we celebrating or, or I mean, just 
I'm indifferent. Okay. Um, but my different. body has been changing very suddenly because I turned 30. And I mean, I'm, I'm putting the two. It's <laughs> correlation, not genuine cause. Uh, but yeah, I was telling a colleague today, the, the weight goes on my butt. Nice. Yeah. Or not nice, depending on where your interests lie. I feel like 2018 has <laughs> been a very kind of butt-focused year. A butt-friendly year, we might but say. Butt-friendly. Butt-friendly. Yeah. There we but go. Butt-friendly. I like that. Yeah. Sorry. My set, I have a, no, it's a celebration that I managed to finally get my hair cut after ages, but frustrated because it looks like someone went at it okay, with very blunt scissors and not <laughs> to someone like a four-year-old did <laughs> and I feel like I look like Frankenstein your fringe is very straight I it is very it's straight. very short when, it's too short I think it's a good length it's fine it's a good length it's fine. That's fine I went at my fringe with blunt scissors just like the metaphor in a threatening up. way or no no like I don't know if you can see but my fringe isn't super straight I know that listeners, you can't see by default. I thought you said you went in your fr- at your friend with a pair no, of blunt no, no. scissors. My own one. It's a bit wavy, the hair. But yeah, I like oh it. God, I like I hate, it. I hate my wavy fringe. It's but so no, nice. so, you look great. Yeah. Oh, thank I you. think you more, do. More. <laughs> um, so this episode, we are focusing on anxiety. Mm-hmm. And as a disclaimer, just want to put this out there that none of us are medical professionals. And uh, whilst everyone can have feelings of anxiety from time to time anxiety is is a medical condition and we're not addressing any of the causes consequences or uh, diagnosis in this episode um but we will be talking about personal experiences of anxiety Mm. um we gathered some vox bops from different women and asked them what is your experience of anxiety um which is kind of an open question but we decided to do that to leave open to interpretation so people could share what they chose to and um, we got some very different responses um but a little content warning here is this uh as what we're going to talk about refers to stress anxiety and depression my experience of anxiety has changed a lot over the years um when i get it i feel it in my chest and my stomach and it aches and it sort of comes in waves and the only way I can really describe it is it just feels like a constant state of panic and fear. It numbs all of my other senses and just makes me completely disassociated from the present moment. And so I can't enjoy the moment that I'm in. I can't enjoy conversations with friends or laugh or truly feel like I'm actually engaging in anything. Um, in the long term, it's... It's definitely made me sabotage some social situations by sometimes leaving things early or avoiding the social social situation altogether. So I've tried to develop a bit of a relationship with anxiety, um, depending on how severe that I feel it. Um, I try to acknowledge it um, and notice it and sort of just distract myself until it passes which sometimes does work if it's not too severe, but more often than not, that is pretty impossible. So I never really talked about it openly, not to my parents, not to my teachers, not to my friends, to anyone really. And these feelings have been suppressed for years and years. And I see at one point it affecting my mental and physical health and well-being. Um, So, for example, my anxieties would trigger very bad panic attacks, 
especially, you know, when I was younger, maybe before an exam, which my teachers called examphobia for some reason. Um, it, when you, you know, when I was ill or when I wasn't really doing well at school. So I, uh, I chose to talk about it when I felt that it was affecting my, especially my physical health. When I found myself, you know, not being able to sleep for days and days, um, not being able to eat or, you know, concentrate in my daily life. So I um, sought help. I found I somehow, you know, I was lucky enough to find that strength within myself to kind of seek help. Um, I get quite snappy. Um, I hold my breath. I get brain fog. Um, so I can't think straight and that sometimes also affects my vision. I feel a bit dizzy um, and that's sort of triggered by um, a lot of overthinking and a, and a busy brain. Um, and it's quite a lot of negative thought that kind of snow can snowball, kind of like a cupboard that you're trying to shut but there's too many things in and so things sort of start falling out. So I guess it's my mind telling me that I need to declutter. Um, I also get like a sensation of fear, a sensation that something unexpected is going to happen, uh, something unexpected that is bad is going to happen. Uh, sometimes I get, get some twitching in my stomach, nothing physical, it's just a sensation that, you know, there is a knot in my stomach and from time to time even images of things that may go wrong. Um, in the past, I have I had had experience full blown up anxiety episodes, especially after gave I gave birth to my first child, um, where I had a series of terrible intrusive thoughts um, that it was very difficult to get rid of. Uh, thoughts that people normally have. It's just that in in the case of having anxiety, those thoughts get played over and over again. And they can be quite intrusive in your day-to-day -day life and kind of create a lot of fear and guilt as well. I, in, And then there is a sensation of guilt uh, that could kind of trigger more anxiety. And one thing that I'm not sure people realize is that anxiety can kind of take you to the path of depression if you don't, if you don't get the support that you need. Um, so I have depression and anxiety, which means that at different times I experience it differently depending on how much depression I have as well. Um, when I first developed it in a sort of moderate to severe way, it presented as um, being pretty terrified of getting public transport, which was pretty um, difficult to deal with in London. Um, I had quite a bad breakdown a few years ago which was triggered by um, a work situation and so I do find problems at work to be quite triggering um, and some often make my anxiety worse um, and also don't help my confidence or lack of self-esteem. Um, part of my recovery process has been trying to build up my resilience and confidence at work um, and even though logically I know that I'm quite good at my job and have had quite a bit of success in different jobs, I still find it very difficult to believe in myself sometimes 
and that can make me incredibly anxious um, and occasionally can tip me into depression. One of the most um, important things to say is that uh, I find being depressed and anxious incredibly boring and having to deal with it incredibly exhausting. Um, and so uh, I hope one day to not have to deal with it um, at all, but I've sort of come to the realisation that it's likely to be part of my life. A massive thank you to all of the women who took time to share their experiences with us. Um, it's a big thing to to speak out about your mental health so my props to you all um what did you both think of that i always when i when we we were like editing the sound levels earlier just fixing mm. it before we put it on air um i was just i realized sort of midway that there was something sort of uncanny about it and i realized that i don't i've never heard sort of women talking about anxiety on the radio before like it struck me as like that is something that i have never really heard put out in that way mm. and in, it was like because you said Flory that you sort of asked your friends to record something so they were essentially speaking to themselves and it felt very intimate and it was just like this proximity to how they felt it was really I don't know I thought no, it was very startling. I liked that element about yeah. it as well like it felt like you were almost sat in a room and just saying to someone how are you feeling yeah and but except for that you're not even in that room like, yeah they're doing it for yeah. them that i just thought that was amazing no so yeah. um you know that was great yeah thanks for doing that flory yeah it was brilliant um thanks to the women they were great um so after hearing about how different people can experience anxiety in different ways um i thought it might be useful to define it mm. so um, the NHS website describes anxiety as a as feelings of unease, um, like having worries or fears. Um, it also says that people can experience it uh, at different points in their life. Um, so when sitting an exam or having a job interview, for example. But crucially, some people find it hard to control their worries um, and their feelings of anxiety are more constant Um and so they can have a real impact on how they live their lives. Mm. Um, and it's also worth mentioning how that anxiety can affect different groups in different ways, mm. including people of colour, uh, women, LGBTQ plus people um, and disabled people. And studies show that some people are more prone than others to feel anxiety. But it's also important to note that on the flip side of that, oppressed groups are also more likely to be overdiagnosed by the medical profession. And there's there's actually a long history of that. So um, so yeah, so now we're going to talk a bit about our own experience of anxiety. Um, mm -hmm. I find it hard to distinguish between when I'm under a lot of stress and when I'm having feelings of anxiety. They kind of like merge into one thing for me. Yeah, same, I think. Um, but one of the symptoms I know is kind of characteristic of anxiety is kind of having uncontrollable thoughts, um, like one of our contributors mentioned earlier, not being able to not being able to get rid of them, get out, get them out of your head. So I get quite fucked up thoughts, uh, like I will kind of know, like worry loads that someone I love is going to die, and like think, oh god, if I don't phone them and say, you know, safe, have a safe journey or something, then something's terrible is going to happen. Mm. That I can fully recognise as anxiety. Um, but yeah, what about you both? Um, I I definitely get the uncontrollable thoughts. Like um, back when I was single, um, 
I found it really hard <laughs> to do hookups because I, and even like if I wasn't really drunk, just kissing someone I didn't really know, mm. um, just because I get like I get those running thoughts about um, like all the dangers of STIs and like that's just constantly feeding into my head. Wow. So like I'm hyper hyper protective literally well aren't people who have isn't coleslaw isn't having a coleslaw like coleslaw a, that lovely thing you might put in a sandwich <laughs> isn't that actually like herpes or something well sometimes yeah I'm, ter- I'm terrified I'm sorry I, I added to that issue then um, I mean all, all of these things worry me um, but yeah I think I do a lot of displacement so mm. like there was this time when I went to help out in the sort of sort of volunteering around the refugee crisis in Greece. And when I got back, um, I was looking after my dad uh, for the wedding. And I actually, like, I had this, like, screaming. It was kind of a panic attack. Couldn't stop screaming. Then I came up in hives. And I think Mm. that's the most extreme sort of point of anxiety. And I don't know Mm. if it was displacement. Because while I was in the refugee camp, I was totally fine. And I really got on with everyone. I've actually found it kind of relaxing, uh, like, compared to, like, a range of other things in my life. Um, like obviously, what I, I I didn't I'm not demeaning what I saw. No, it was no, like no, no, for no. the people who were going through it, it's horrific. Um, so yeah, there, there's a range of things, but on a sort of spectrum, I usually get like stomach cramps. Very like as soon as anything happens, my digestive system is the first one to say like, guys, <laughs> look at me. Um, and then I, I like snacky if I'm like like stress snack if I'm at work. Uh, sometimes I get shaking. Um, but usually um, I curl up in a ball and watch loads of Netflix. Okay. I mean, the way that my anxiety, I also get kind of, I think sometimes it starts maybe with a nervousness mm. and I get that stomach The nerves. flip, the stomach flip. Yeah. And yeah. then if I let it get worse, it will progress into anxiety mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh, um, if I'm, you know, it might be something as simple as, oh, my train is delayed. And even though I know I've left, I will leave early and almost like half an hour early to get to somewhere because of that feeling in my head of you're going to be late and then yeah. that's going to be a bad thing. Um, I think when I get really anxious, I start to get pins and needles in my hands. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I suppose the worst it got was when my fir- when I was breaking up with my first boyfriend and um, I knew like it was going to be this is the breakup and it wasn't nerves but it was just this anxiety of having to say this is not it Mm. and like my hands would just had this horrible almost painful tingling feeling um and so that's how i that's how i kind of feel it Mm. it took me a while to actually know like during my masters the one that sway and i did together Mm. um I saw the university counselling service because it was free uh, as part of the master's. And when I told her, like, this counsellor what I was doing, she's like, uh, like, have you ever saw, like, counselling for your anxiety? And I'm like, what? Like, mm. I didn't know that I had anxiety. Like, I knew that I was an anxious person, mm. but I didn't know it was, like, a thing that I had. I don't know, it was, like, different. And then I thought, oh, this is, like, a thing, so maybe I need help for it like it it like mm. that whole chain of events hadn't occurred to me before um someone actually like she was a cbt a, a cognitive behavioral therapist mm-hmm. um and uh yeah so so she was like offering those sorts of things but then i was like oh this is like a thing that mm. people have and that i have mm. yeah. sort of have you ever spoken to anyone about your anxiety 
Um, I think so. Yes and no. Um, now I will talk about how I'm feeling, and that will include anxiety, or it might include um, kind of like periods where I'm feeling depressed. Um, and I think I feel quite comfortable now talking about my emotions and anxiety and stress um, because um, a couple of years ago I was diagnosed with depression and I had to go through a whole process which took a couple of years of learning to deal with the emotions that came with it and um, working out how and like trial and erroring best ways for me personally to deal with some of the things um, and um, talking is very important to me mm. for kind of just releasing that energy and saying I am really anxious about this and I think the people around me also know and understand that is an yeah. element of my yeah. nature and when I'm like oh what if it goes terribly wrong then people will be like it won't and you're okay mm. but they'll let me say that over and over and over again until it happens and I'm okay yeah yeah I think it's really important to be around people who understand that it's a thing mm -hmm. like I I realized that in like people that I've been close friends with, there's like a different understanding that I have with people who also, and and it was it's it was subconscious until that therapist I think, but of people who also have anxiety and who understand like basically what I'm dealing with mm. all the time, yeah. Mm. When I when I'm in a bit of a an anxious hole and find mm. it hard to, I find it hard to to kind of realize I'm feeling anxious and step out of it so I can kind of like try and be objective mm. and think okay this is out of control now this is this is a result of anxiety this isn't like you know everything isn't crashing around you it yeah. is literally your anxiety so uh, being able to step out and I'm just find that really difficult and like objective me would say but in those points you know I should take deep breaths I should chill out I should look after myself uh you know practice self-care historically that's something I've been quite shit at mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a burn candle at both ends kind of person but I'm trying to be better at that and mm -hmm. um, what what do you what do you both do when when you're anxious to I help? think I think all of those things that people tell you to like self-care or, or like all of those things like they're helpful on the moment but when I'm actually feeling really anxious I when, and then I get to that stage of saying, this is just anxiety talking. I'm not a terrible person. It's fine. I imagine tomorrow. And I'm like, if I sleep and then it's tomorrow, I won't be feeling like this anymore. And then I can live my life normally. That's usually mm. like the chain of events that mm. I have. I mean, I think mm. everyone will find a different um, and a best, best coping mechanism for themselves. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the things I try and do in the moment is just breathe. And it's there was this when I used to play um, badminton a lot as a child. Um, there was this breathing technique when you're feeling like you've got a oh what's the thing a stitch, and it was breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth. And that kind of process I've then used when I'm feeling anxious. I'd be like okay in through the nose and out through the mouth and do that a couple of times. Um, and because then in the moment I'm then so with the anxiety I think you feel like you're losing control of the moment and you're kind of not attached to it and yeah. with the trying to calm down and breathe through it and also like drinking water and I know they're very small and simple things but in the kind of highly anxious um feeling 
helps to deal with that in the very very short term and then in the long term I will you know be like oh I might have a bath today or I might do a face pack or something like that oh my god a face pack would literally never help me <laughs> <laughs> I really love face packs um I say that and I've never tried it so don't knock it um yeah I I definitely think that oh wow um that yes. was interesting. Was Sorry, that all the lights, of the electrics? The or? lights just went off in the okay. studio. Everything's still <laughs> intact. <laughs> no, that's fine. I think we're just about up, actually. Time's, time's gone very quickly oh, today. Wow. Um, yeah. So thank you very much to everyone who contributed to this episode. Yeah, that was amazing. If, uh, if, anyone, if you need any help with your mental health, I just want to mention a couple of organisations and websites that might be helpful for for you so the nhs website is a good place to check out also minds mental health charity is a good place to look and samaritans as well are all good places to start mm-hmm. um so you've been listening to very loose women live on resonance 104.4 fm you may be listening on a podcast which is acast.com slash very loose women or on apple podcast uh, listen to our archive um, and subscribe to never miss an episode this episode was produced by me, Flory, and co-produced by Soy and Leo. Um, audio engineering was done by Leo at Resonance 104.4 FM. You can follow us, of course, on Twitter at VLW Radio, and we're Very Loose Women on Facebook too. I should say that and... right before the show, we made an Instagram <laughs> account for us. It's, oh, yeah. It's uh, Instagram VLW Radio. So That it is. Yeah. Check that out too. Good night, listeners.